0: Today is the 12th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is great to be here with you today as we continue the journey forward. We're well underway, approaching the two-week mark. And uh, so we've kind of got moved in. We've got our rhythm going. We know what's going on. And we know that we will be picking up where we left off yesterday And that leads us back into the book of Genesis. Today, Genesis chapter 26, verse 17 through 27, verse 46. So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Arar, where he settled. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died, and he gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herders of Harar quarreled with those of Isaac and said, The water is ours. So he named the well Esek, because they disputed with him. Then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also, so he named it Sitna. He moved on from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. From there he went up to Beersheba. That night the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. There he pitched his tents, and there his servants dug a well. Meanwhile, Abimelech had come to him from Harar, with Azuath, his personal advisor, and Phicol, the commander of his forces. Isaac asked them, Why have you come to me, since you were hostile to me and sent me away? They answered, We saw clearly that the Lord was with you, so we said, There ought to be a sworn agreement between us, between us and you. Let us make a treaty with you, that you will do us no harm, just as we did not harm you, but always treated you well and sent you away peacefully. And now you are blessed by the Lord. Isaac then made a feast for them, and they ate and drank. Early the next morning, the men swore an oath to each other. Then Isaac sent them on their way, and they went away peacefully. That day, Isaac's servants came and told him about the well they had dug. They said, We found water. He called it Sheba, and to this day, the name of the town has been Beersheba. When Esau was forty years old, he married Judith, daughter of Beeri the Hittite, and also Basmath, daughter of Elon the Hittite. They were a source of grief to Isaac and Rebekah. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son. Here I am, he answered. Isaac said, I am now an old man, and I don't know the day of my death. Now then, get your equipment, your quiver and bow, and go out to the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare me the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat so that I may give you my blessing before I die. Now Rebekah was listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau. When Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, Look, I overheard your father say to your brother Esau, Bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat so that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now, my son, listen carefully and do what I tell you. Go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goats, so I can prepare some tasty food for your father, just the way he likes it. Then take it to your father to eat, so that he may give you his blessing before he dies. Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, But my brother Esau is a hairy man, while I have smooth skin. What if my father touches me? I would appear to be tricking him and he would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. His mother said to him, My son, let the curse fall on me. Just do what I say and go get them for me. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother and she prepared some tasty food, just the way his father liked it. Then Rebecca took the best clothes of Esau, her older son, which she had in the house, and put them on her younger son, Jacob, she also covered his hands and the smooth part of his neck with goatskins. Then she handed to her son Jacob the tasty food and the bread she had made. He went to his father and said, My father? Yes, my son, he answered, Who is it? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. Isaac asked his son, How did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord your God gave me success, he replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come near so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you really are my son Esau or not. Jacob went close to his father Isaac who touched him and said, The voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him, for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he proceeded to bless him. Are you really my son, Esau? he asked. I am, he replied. Then he said, My son, bring me some of your game to eat, so that I may give you my blessing. Jacob brought it to him, and he ate, and he brought some wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come here, my son, and kiss me. So we went to him and kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you heaven's dew and earth's richness, an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers, and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed and those who bless you be blessed. After Isaac finished blessing him and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence, his brother Esau came in from hunting. He too prepared some tasty food and brought it to his father. Then he said to him, My father, please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. His father Isaac asked him, Who are you? I am your son, he answered, your firstborn, Esau. Isaac trembled violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? I ate it just before you came, and I blessed him, and indeed he will be blessed. When Esau heard his father's words, he burst out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me too, my father. But he said, your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. Esau said, Isn't he rightly named Jacob? This is the second time he has taken advantage of me. He took my birthright and now he's taken my blessing. Then he asked, Haven't you reserved any blessing for me? Isaac answered Esau, I have made him lord over you and have made all his relatives his servants and I have sustained him with grain and new wine. So what can I possibly do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me too, my father. Then Esau wept aloud. His father Isaac answered him, Your dwelling will be away from the earth's richness, away from the dew of heaven above. You will live by the sword, and you will serve your brother. But when you grow restless you will throw his yoke from off your neck. Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. He said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. When Rebekah was told what her oldest son Esau had said, she sent for her younger son Jacob and said to him, Your brother Esau is planning to avenge himself by killing you. Now then, my son, do what I say. Flee at once to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay with him for a while until your brother's fury subsides. When your brother is no longer angry with you and forgets what you did to him, I'll send word for you to come back from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I'm disgusted with living because of these Hittite women. If Jacob takes a wife from among the women of this land, From Hittite women like these, my life will not be worth living. Matthew 9, 1-17 Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his town. Some men brought him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, Get up and take your mat and go home and the man got up and went home when the crowd saw this they were filled with awe and they praised God who had given such authority to man as jesus went on from there he saw a man named matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth follow me he told him and matthew got up and followed him while jesus was having dinner at matthew's house many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with them and his disciples When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Then John's disciples came and asked him, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Psalm 10, 16-18 The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations will perish from his land. You, Lord, hear the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed, so that mere earthly mortals will never again strike terror. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Okay, so in the book of Genesis in the Old Testament, we're moving kinda quickly. Now we've like we've we've said goodbye to Abraham, who is this first generation, now we're saying goodbye to Isaac. As he's getting older in age, old in age, and we see his two sons Jacob and Esau, and the enmity between them as was foretold. We saw a bunch of trickery happening between the brothers. Like Esau had sold Jacob his birthright for a bowl of stew. But then, as we were reading today, Rebecca and Jacob got together and conspired to get the final blessing of Isaac, which would give him all that all that his father owned before his death, and they succeeded. But the result was that Jacob had to leave everything that he now owned and had to go on the run from his brother's rage because his brother was planning to kill him. And so Jacob misses the last years of his father's life and his home, and he's on the run, and we're going to get to know Jacob pretty well in the coming days. Then in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus is is in a confrontation of his own He tells somebody that their sins are forgiven. It was a paralyzed man. And and Jesus had been healing all kinds of people of all kinds of things. And so he was now known as a healer, even as a prophet. People were paying attention to Jesus. But this paralyzed man is brought before him and he says, your sins are forgiven. And that set all the religious leaders off. That was a big deal. Actually, that's a big enough deal that it's going to get Jesus killed in the end because they are accusing Jesus of blasphemy, which is the highest offense to make yourself equal to God. But despite all the accusations, Jesus just asks him, what's easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? And then he just tells the guy to get up and walk and he does and everybody marvels and, Sees the miracle. And Jesus is saying, like, these are these are the same things. And Jesus wouldn't enter into the hip- hypocrisy of it. And we'll see that in any of the confrontations that he has like this. And there are several, many, many that we'll see in the Bible, in the New Testament. But we'll also see that we're kind of getting to know the character of this person named Jesus. He He saw people where they were. He entered into their story where they were. He was willing to buck the system, even to look bad, even to cause questions about himself, to get at a person's heart. And so after he heals this paralyzed man, he meets this person named Matthew, who's a tax collector. And thankfully he did, because that's the gospel we're reading right now. The people of Israel, the Jewish people hated Matthew. We talked about that. He was a tax collector. He was a betrayer of his people. And yet here's Jesus ending up at his house along with the other tax collectors. And that's where the religious people are asking all these questions. These people are dirt. These people are trash. There's gum. Why is Jesus hanging out with sinners? And that's when Jesus says, yeah, it's, it's the people who are sick who need the doctor. And so we're watching Jesus develop relationship, like at the table, like true hospitality, at the table with them and developing relationships with them. Had the Pharisees paid attention to those words that Jesus was saying to them, they would have had a mirror in front of them that they were not ready to see because the mirror would have showed them that they aren't as healthy as as what their appearance looks like, that there's hypocrisy, that they're presenting one thing, but the truth is another. And that should make us all wake up and pay attention because before we judge these Pharisees, we got to look at our own lives in the same mirror because we're probably not any better off. This religious establishment never did ever accept Jesus. They protected their power and their tradition and killed Jesus. So if anything, we'd have to agree that this isn't the narrow path that leads to life. It's just that these people were devout and religious people who ended up conspiring against the Son of God. So avoiding sinners isn't going to make us sinless. Jesus found relationships among the people who clearly knew they needed help. And so often we're, we're like the Pharisees, we're presenting a false image that we don't, we've got everything together. Like we're strong, we're spiritually strong, we're blessed, we're abundant, we're overcomers. But maybe we should consider the way that we're hypocrites, like the Pharisees in this story, because that can actually lead us inward that can actually lead us to the changes that are that are really necessary for us to thrive in life. If we're, if we're actually claiming that we want to be like Jesus, then we can't be like him if, if the energy that we're given is spent judging others and pretending to be something that we're not. And so let's take the challenge. I'm taking it. Let's look in the mirror today as we look at Jesus and we invite you into that Jesus. One of the things that we will see here in the New Testament is that it's kind of the religious, it's kind of the people who think they've got it together and understand God that find themselves in confrontation with you. And that says something because you are God made flesh. And so often we can find ourselves in the same place where we would wonder, why are you doing work there, Jesus? Those people are scum. They're trash. They're sinners. And then we have to look in the mirror and see our hypocrisy. Come, Holy Spirit. Let us see what is true of us so that the truth may live within us. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That is the website. It's where you can find out what's happening. And the Daily Audio Bible app does that too. A lot more. Help you keep track of where we are. Help you take notes. Just help you stay connected in a lot better ways. So check out the app. That can be downloaded from the app store that works with your device. Just search for Daily Audio Bible. And while you're checking things out, check out the Daily Audio Bible shop. There are a number of different kinds of resources in a number of different categories. Some of them to take the journey deeper. Some to take the journey wider. Some to document the journey. Things to listen to, things to wear, all kinds of stuff in the Daily Audio Bible Shop for the journey that we are on. And so check that out if you can. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There is a link on the homepage. Or if you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian, I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.
1: Hey, Dad Fably, this is uh, Joe Kinn in Seattle calling in prayer for my sister. She just went uh, to the emergency room, and she's being checked out for COVID or pneumonia or whatever, but she hasn't been feeling good these last couple of days, and it just kind of went downhill from... From this afternoon so she went to the emergency room to be checked and right now i'm just uh, asking for prayer for her that whatever they find that she just has like a cold or something and that she doesn't have covid or pneumonia Uh, her health has been declining for the last couple of months and stuff and she just hasn't been herself so i'm just calling and asking for prayer for her monica she lives in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and um, and another thing, a praise report from my sister, uh, she Sophia, who also lives in Cheyenne, Wyoming. She has been uh, she's been able to obtain the medical treatment that she needs and been able to receive uh, health insurance. So she's on the men's, and she had her first round of chemo, and she handled that. F- Fairly well, and so we're hoping that the second round of chemo she's gonna handle just as well, too, which is on January 11th. So keep her in prayer for that. That's Sophia in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and uh, and it looks like um, her blood work is fine, but it looks like the we're hoping that the the tumor is shrinking enough so that she can have operation on that. But uh, keep my sister Monica in prayer and uh, just hoping that she doesn't have COVID or pneumonia or anything like that and that she's just uh, able to go home tonight from the emergency room and just uh, be able to get a good night's rest. Uh, Thank you, dad family.
2: Hi, Daily Audio family. Uh, This is Brian from Huber Heights, Ohio. Uh, I thank everyone for their prayers and I've called in several times and I appreciate all the prayers. Uh, My grandson Vincent, who was born the Thursday before Christmas, still not gaining weight, and uh, I'm just praying for his health and that he will gain weight and be strong. I'm also praying for my son, Mitchell, who got out of the mental facility, Lord, and he uh, was, uh, went from there to rehab, and they were supposed to have housing waiting on him. And it's not there, and I'm praying that God will open the door up, lead his caregiver or his caseworkers at, uh, at, uh, that are working with him, that they will find the right housing where he won't be near people who will have a negative influence on him and lead him back to drugs. He's talking about going back to marijuana, which is a great disappointment to me. Um, he's looking for, he says he needs something for his ADHD. Um, maybe he can get on a Ritalin or something not strong. And I'm still also praying that it, it, that God would bless me, that I would reconcile with my ex-wife, Kathy. Thank you for all your prayers. This ministry reminds me of a Bible verse. I, I can't remember which one it was, but it was God comforting someone, telling them, I have much people here, and that's the way I feel about the Daily Audio Bible. God has much people here. Thank you, Hardin family, and everyone that brings us to to uh, to be. And I pray that it will continue on indefinitely. Thank you all. Praise God.
3: Hey, my dad, family. This is from Junk to Treasure, and we are lifting up the community prayers. Soaring on ingle 's wings had called in for her beautiful. Uh, Cat, Miko, the interactive cat, Brandy in Ohio for her friend, Kelly with stage 4 cancer, Dan from Arizona that had surgery for a cyst, lost his job, his kids are sick, Paul in Ohio um, to find the Lord, slave of Jesus for his wife, Pilgrim called in for his friend Liz who is sick, and has been terminated in Susanna in Albuquerque for her beautiful bird, um, the macaw, with which is egg-bound. Father God, you know the infirmities, you know the troubles, you know the worries and the fears and the sicknesses and our desires. And we lift them to the throne of grace, the most beautiful place in this world to be at the feet at the throne of our God. And we ask that you help Miko, Father God, be revived and restored for several more years so soaring on eagle's wings can have this beautiful cat for a partner. And Lord, prepare her to. Um, have a new partner if it is your will to take Miko with you. We are asking for this breast cancer to be demolished. We are asking for the people who have lost their jobs to instantly find jobs where you want them placed and for those people who fired them or let them go because of whatever reason, Lord, bring them to their knees and let them realize that what they've done is wrong and the way they've done it.
4: And Lord, we are asking for this in the name of Jesus. Hi, everyone. My name is Emmy from Florida. It's not really my in my nature to be calling and asking for help because I'm usually the one that's praying for people, and I think my life is pretty good. Um, it's great and fantastic actually. <laughs> but um i I need prayer because I deal with chronic um, a chronic illness. That hasn't been diagnosed, and um, it's it's really hard, and it's prevented me from having kids. And I would love to have to have a kid. So, um, yeah, it prevents me from a lot of things, from starting my own business or holding down a job. Um, I have an amazing husband, and because he's so amazing, and my extended family is. is great as well then I don't feel like I'm at a loss but I need prayer because I do want to be healthy and it's just such a long journey to like getting shut down by doctors or um just doctors that don't want to put in the time to help me figure out what is wrong um so yeah please pray for me thank you so much for all the prayers that are sent in um I just started this year listening, and it's been a huge, huge blessing. So um, Happy New Year to everyone, and um, thank you in advance for praying for me.